0: loved one and away from their their home that they know in the communities and Lord you
1: Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want y'all, hallelujah. Not just a dance, not just a song, but a reality. Mercy said no. Mercy said no. I said mercy said no. I'm so glad to be Standing here, I'm only standing here by his mercy and by his grace. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, and when I think how far away that my heart was being drawn away from God and my sin was taking me away from God, does anybody know about sin this morning? Does anybody know about the stronghold of sin this morning? Does anybody know about needing a Savior this morning? Amen. If you know like I know that he didn't let it be, but mercy said no. And it gives us a reason this morning to celebrate. It gives us a reason this morning to be so happy that Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. He paid a price that we could not pray, you guys. He paid it all. So as we go to him in prayer this morning, we want to think about this morning. We want to think about his resurrection that would never have pain to pass if his love did not include mercy. Lord, we just thank you this morning. We thank you on this resurrection morning, God, that we have so much to be happy about. Father, the enemy wanted to hold us and to control us and to keep us from you, oh God, to keep us from your perfect plan, to separate us from our Father, for mercy. no. And Father, despite our rebellion and despite us being fooled so many times by the enemy, mercy yet said no. Father, from the very beginning, you had a plan made that would redeem us and draw us back, that would save us through your mercy and through your great love that we stand here today and that we celebrate, God. We celebrate what you have done, God. Yes, you didn't stay in the grave, God. But you got up just like you said you would. And you conquered what conquered us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, mercy. We all need it. Needed it, still need it. Oh, mercy. I want to start in Romans 5. 12 through 21, and just heard uh, while we were gone how um, Pastor Sam just laid it out about the cross, and, and sometimes we look at this as an event, and I love how when um, Felicity was up, you know, that this is not just some event, or it's not just some special day, although that we know many times this is, you know, celebrated as just a holiday, but this, this is about our life. This is, this is something that is every day. Really, um, resurrection is every day. Because he rose, we can rise every day. You guys, every day, in every circumstance that comes to hold us, that comes to steal from us, there's resurrection power because he rose. So there's nothing that because he wasn't held down, we don't have to be held down. Come on. Because he got up. We can get up. I don't know where you're at in any area of your life that it may seem like it's holding you down, holding you back, but this morning we celebrate the fact that Jesus got up, He got up, just like he said he would. and because he got up, we can get up too. In the Romans in the fifth chapter, the 12th to the 21, I want you to just give a little synopsis. It gives kind of a synopsis. you guys read your words because your word it's going to tell you about our great Savior. It lets us know what he did for us. And every day that you feel scared or you feel lonely or you feel defeated, just open your word, and it will remind you what he did for us. In Romans 5, 12 through 21, it says this. You know the story of how Adam landed us in the dilemma we're in? First sin, then death, and no one exempt exempt from either sin or death. And I want to remind us of that. No one is exempt from sin or death. No one. You know, sometimes we have this um you know where we could go through I don't sin, I don't smoke, I don't commit adultery, I don't do, I never did this, I never did this, I never did this. But let me tell you that the word of God says that all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All, no one is exempt. All have sinned and come short of the of glory of God, and it says no one is exempt from either sin. And the Bible lets us know the wages of sin is death, so no one is exempt for sin or death. It said that sin disturbed relations with God in everything and everyone. But the extent of the disturbance was not clear until God spelled it out in detail to Moses. So death, this huge abyss separating us from God, dominated the landscape from Adam to Moses. Even those who didn't sin precisely as Adam did by disobeying a specific command of God still had to experience this, this termination of life the separation from God. But Adam, who got us into this, also points ahead to the one who will get us out of it. Yet the rescuing gift is not exactly parallel to the death-dealing sin. If one man's sin put crowds of people at the dead in abyss of separation from God, just think what God's gift poured through one man, Jesus Christ, Will do. There's no comparison between the death-gilling sin and this generous life-giving gift. The verdict on that one sin was the death sentence. The verdict on the many sins that followed was this wonderful life sentence. If death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes? Sovereign life in those who grasp with both hands, the wildly extravagant life gift, this great setting everything right that the one man Jesus provides. Here it is in the next day. Just as one man did it wrong and got us all in this trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us all out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. Oh, I love that statement, you guys. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. You guys, if all we think about Jesus is that he got us out of trouble, we are really living so far beneath the privilege of something so much greater. He didn't just get us out of trouble, but he got us into life. Because our sentence was supposed to be death, but he got us into life and life. With our Heavenly Father. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many, many in the right. You know, when I think about that, how many are going to say yes to Jesus today? Yes. Our yes puts other people into the right. Did y'all know that? Our yes can help other people come to Christ. All that passing laws against sin did was produce more lawbreakers, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we call grace. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down. All sins all sin can do is threaten us with death, and that 's the end of it. Grace? Because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah. It invites us into life, a life that goes on and on and on and on, world without end. Y'all see we got got something to celebrate this morning? Y'all see we got something to be happy about this morning? This is what we have. In 1 Peter, it says this, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, for me, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. This is in our word, y'all. This is telling us what we have. It's in our word, okay? In the Amplifier, it says it like this. Praise, honored, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, by his boundless mercy. We have been born again in an ever-living hope. I love that word. It didn't just say hope, okay? It said in an ever-living hope, a hope that's forever, and it's a living hope. It's not a dead hope because he got up from the grave, y'all. It's a living hope. We can believe it lives through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay, imperishable, unsullied, and unfading, reserved in heaven for you. The Bible lets us know that we need to build our hope on things eternal. These things in earth, on the earth, it will pass away. It will fade away. But the inheritance that God has given us, it will not pass away. So it's letting us know we have a living hope this morning through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In the message Bible, I like it. And so we just keep on putting this in our heart. It says, what a God we have. Can I get a witness? What a God we have. Can I say, can I get some witnesses in the house? What a God we have, all right? And how fortunate we are to have him, this father, our master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven, and that future starts now. And that future starts in Titus, it says he saved us not because of righteous things we had done. He saved us not because of righteous things that we have done. And I love this scripture that says, while we were yet sinners. While we were yet, while we were ignoring him, while we were sinning against him, while we was even mocking his name with our life, before we could even say help, He was helping us. Amen? Before we could say, save us, he was saving us. Amen? He saved us, not because of things that we did so righteous, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. In Daniel, I like this, the Daniel's prayer in Daniel 9 and 9. He says, the Lord our God is merciful. And forgiving, even though we have rebelled against Him, even though—that means in spite of—he still is loving, merciful, and forgiving. You know, this kind of kind of made me think about how I, you know, I I strive toward having the love of God. God is love, and and there's a part sometimes that we leave leave out of God is love. We we think of love as this, um, I like you, I do nice things for you, but we don't hardly think about how much love is merciful. You know, we can love people, but a lot of times we can't show mercy, which is an attribute and a virtue of love. It's, it's mercy, and, and mercy means that I'm giving you something for your benefit even though you don't deserve it. It's for your benefit that I'm giving it to you. And a lot of times we can love people, but we we'll say, with a, with a long hand boom, spoon, or I love you as long as you ain't by me, and I love you as long as I don't have to see you, talk to you. But that is not the love that we find in Jesus Christ. He came close. He, he came to us. And I think about He left his home in glory to come to us. The, the the object of his affection, but also the very ones that were rebelling against him. He came near. He came up close. He didn't push away and treat us with a long... He came to us to extend his mercy. And because of that, we should be so happy this morning. I love how it says that um, in in the Mess Bible, it says, compassion is our only hope. See, what we did, (laughs) we needed mercy. It was our only hope. Without mercy, we would have just been wiped out, you know? But compassion is our only hope. The compassion of you, the master, our God, since in our rebellion, we forfeited our rights. The only thing that could, could get us back would be his mercy and his compassion. Because if he treated us like we, can do, we we wouldn't be here this morning to celebrate anything. We would have been gone long ago, right? Mankind, because of sin, we deserve nothing. Because of sin, we really didn't deserve anything but the wrath of God. But thankfully, God's mercy, in that mercy, God had a plan of redemption and Not just in theory or conversation. You know how we can talk mercy and and conversate about mercy. But he acted upon this mercy. Acted upon it to the finishing of it. I said to the finishing of it. It it wasn't something just talked about or prophesied about. And I love this about it. That mercy was talked about in the Bible. And it was prophesied prophesied about. It was prophesied about unto us a child is born. And that it was prophesied that he was going to be our savior. It was prophesied. But it was not just prophesied and talked about. He actually came. Come on. He actually came. Mercy actually came. Mercy actually did what mercy said it was going to do. Mercy actually carried out the purpose for which mercy was given. He came, he died, and he rose again, just like he said he would. Just what mercy entailed. Everything that mercy entailed, he did. That's why we celebrate today. It was not just some story that we read, and it's not just some some statement that was made. And I, I be, I reminded myself that when we went to Israel and Pastor and I was standing at the welling wall and I, I, I just wanted to get up on the welling wall and I just wanted to get one of those megaphones and I just wanted to scream, He's alive! He's alive! Your Savior's alive! Because they were welling for a Savior not yet realized. They were welling for her. Savior not yet received and I thought to myself oh my God he came and he died he did exactly what he said he would do you're looking for something that has already been done and this morning I pray that you receive if you haven't received what's already been done mercy has already been given and mercy has already been carried out And mercy has already accomplished the purpose that it came to do for every single one of us. And if the enemy is trying to hold you in a place and say that you're not worthy and say that, you you know, you've done so much that you're counted out, I pray this morning that you receive the fact that mercy has already won the victory over what's been having victory over you. Mercy has accomplished what it came to do. In Titus 3, I mean, I'm sorry, I went back to the other verse. He didn't let circumstance, feelings, or even power cancel, cancel out the plan. Now think about that. He didn't let circumstances. You know, a lot of things we do for Christ, but when circumstances come up, we'll bow out. Feelings. Our feelings are hurt. We'll bow out. Come on. And even power did not stop him from continuing the plan. I thought about this, and I want you guys to see these scriptures that let you know this, that he had power that at any moment, to cancel the plan. He had power that when they they denied him, when they rejected him, when they they pierced him, when it you know, said crucify him, he was God. He had power at any moment that could cancel the plan. He had so much power that at any moment he could say be gone be done with you and we would all been canceled out but i love this scripture when he says this is mercy right here in john 10 and 18 he says this no one takes my life from me on the contrary i lay it down voluntarily that's mercy you're not taking my life from me He says, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because it's what's needed. I'm doing this of my own accord. I'm doing this voluntarily. Which lets us know that there was so much mercy, that he had so much power that he could have stopped it at any moment. But mercy, mercy looked looked at us and said, "They, they need this. And I'm going to do this. Even though the, in their ignorance, <laughs> in their rebellion, even though they deny me, I'm going to do this voluntarily. Yes, I love he says, no one takes it away from me. Don't get it twisted. I lay it down Voluntarily. I put it from myself. I am authorized and have power to lay it down, to resign it, and I'm authorized and have power to take it back again. All power is in my hands. That's what Jesus, I can do whatever I want right now, and what I choose through mercy is to die and give my life so that you can have life, and that more abundantly. In the message Bible, it says, no one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own free will. I have the right to lay it down. And I also have the right to take it up again. I receive the authority personally from my Father. Then we see another part of mercy. It says, and Jesus prayed. He's up on the cross. And he says, and Jesus prayed. He's up on the cross, you guys. He's carried this cross. He's been beaten by man. He's been mocked by man. But he's up on the cross and he looks down at the very ones that are crucifying him, at the very ones that are mocking him. And he says, Father, give. Upon humanity, yes, Father, get rid of him. But if His Father forgive, and His mercy sees something, Pastor Sam, that many times we don't see, His mercy sees, we would not say this next sentence. He says, Father, forgive them for. They know not what they're doing. His mercy says they don't know what they're doing. Our mercy says, our, our we wouldn't have mercy, but our thought would have said they know exactly what they're doing. We would have said, wait a minute, I done walked around here, I done healed the sick, raised the dead. He said, they've seen miracles from me. They, they know, they know exactly what they're doing. But he said, mercy. Look at what sin caused within us. And mercy said, because the enemy has control, They don't know what they're really doing. They don't know who I really am. Father, forgive me. Mercy. Mercy said no. At a moment that hatred and revenge could have said yes. Mercy said no. Then we look. In the amplified, in the, John 3, 16, it says this, For God so loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on, relies on him, shall not perish or come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting. Then I think about the the thief that was on the cross with him. And I look and I see the mercy that many of us, you know, there's that dilemma that we look at and we think, oh, it's, it's so unfair that somebody would live for Christ and give their all for Christ. And here at the last minute, somebody says, you know, it's their last-minute recognition, and they get to go to paradise. And many of us, with that—that's mercy. Y'all don't really realize that's mercy, because see what mercy does is mercy looks at the heart. Because sometimes we're doing everything, but not for the right motive. And so we, I come to church. I treat—I—I—I—I I, I, I love my neighbor, or I treat my neighbor right, but. Sometimes the motive is not even about God. It's about, look at me. Our heart is not about having a relationship with God. Our heart is about impressing somebody. But God, in his mercy, he looks at the heart that on this very day, I don't know what you did last night. I don't know what you did last week. I don't know where the enemy may have you. Bound this morning thinking you're unworthy. But he looks at a heart that says, But God, I just want you. I know I'm messed up. I I, I know I'm jacked up. I, I know I done all kinds. of, but God, I just want you, and I just want to be with you. And God will look beyond every pompous, proud heart, and He will look at you and say, Today, you'll be with me in paradise. not see your heart. Because mercy sees the heart. It sees not our outside actions, but it sees our heart. I love this part that mercy kept being played out all the way up to when he said, it is finished. In John 19 and 30, it says when Jesus had received the sour wine, now I want y'all to understand this, another hit on him, another hurt on him. They didn't give him water. They gave him sour wine. It said when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, now I thought about me. Felicity said the same thing this morning. I'm God. I'm Jesus. I can do anything I want to. I can turn that sour wine into to whatever I needed to drink, right? Did or I could just turn them sour people into whatever I wanted to turn them into. Do you understand? At that moment, when he received the sour wine, he said, "It is finished." Now I thought about it. He could say, he could have said, "Y'all are finished," right? He could say, y'all are finished, <laughs> done with y'all. But he said, it is finished. And what was finished was what he came to do, what he came to do to bring salvation, what he came to do to redeem us. He said, to die on that cross in that cruel way, he says, it is finished. And it is finished because it was what is needed for you. It is finished. And he bowed his head. <laughs> you know, pride wouldn't let us bow our head. We would have used all the power that we had to get rid of all them people standing before us. See, some of us say, no, we wouldn't. But you know what? We know we would. We can't tolerate too much, right? Right? In just everyday life. That alone being God and, and having the power to, um, to, to give out what they gave, up, gave me. You know, I would have gave it back. All right? He says he bowed his head and he gave, he gave, offered up his spirit, gave up his spirit. In the message Bible, it says after he took the wine, Jesus said, It's done. Complete. It's done. What I came to do, it's done. Despite the horror of it, And remember, no man took his life. He gave it up willingly. Bowing his head, he offered up his spirit. Still such a humble, bowing his head, he offered up his spirit. Many of us would have wanted to show them just who I am. (laughs) We would have raised up in some, oh, so you think this is it? Let me show you what a, come on. But he. And he offered up. The justice of God saw the sin of man. It demanded a price. But mercy saw man through the blood of God's Son. Not what you or I have done, but what we all could be. Through the saving blood of Christ. That's how we do Aren't you glad? I mean, if, if you just go down the lane, or just you know, sometimes we don't like to look backwards how the far. We don't like to look backwards. Praise God because of what God has done for us. But sometimes it's good to take a little look backwards, right? And just remind yourself, man if God had just saw me by what I did or how I, there's some things we don't even tell anybody. Only God knows. Come on. But he didn't just stop at seeing what we did. Mercy saw what we could be because of the blood of Christ. And mercy because it saw what we could be. Mercy trusted in what God could do. For us in our lives. you know, um, Juan has a, a story that you know. For time's sake, I don't wanna I don't wanna mess the story up. But this story has always bared with me this mercy. And Juan told of a time that he was in jail, our prison. You shout out the one that's right. But this one, he was supposed to be taken. And jail. So arm robbery was suppo- sitting there waiting to, but you, <laughs> okay, we're going to make sure we tell that part. Okay. <laughs> right. There's a the story. There's the story. That story I can be preaching. That story. Mercy. Mercy. And as Juan is telling that story, I'm just thinking this morning, guys, will we recognize that God is unlocked. Through the resurrection, he has unlocked us from sin that has held us, okay? Now, I see a story. I see both things. Mercy. And then Juan goes on to let us know that there can be mercy received and there can also be mercy ignored. And I'm praying this morning that on this resurrection Sunday as we come back on and we reminded each time we come on each each time we come to church, we should be reminded that God has saved us, He has unlocked us from the prison of sin, and what are we going to do with it? Are we going to celebrate it this morning or how we how are we going to celebrate it? Are we going to celebrate it in the same old way ooh, I'm free, I'm free." In, in, in a certain way that we don't recognize that the freedom that God wanted was supposed to be freedom forever, not just temporary freedom. Not just, just that I walked out of a jail cell, but the jail got out of me. The sin got out of me, all right? And God would love for us this morning to receive his mercy. Mercy given has to be mercy received. For there to be victory in our life, for Jesus to get up out of that grave, for victory to be in our life, we have to really
2: receive
1: mercy. It meant that we don't have to be controlled. It meant that we don't have to be held by sin any longer. It means that we are free, and we are free indeed. And it means that somebody like this once said, To this day, I don't know how that happened. Well, today I want to tell you, you know how it happened. Sometimes when we don't know how something happened, we don't um, treat it as as something. You see what I'm saying? When something is just given and you don't know how, just like a child doesn't know how mom and dad paid for that, where the money came, so they just splurge it and do whatever. But when you see, the price that was paid, the price that was paid, there's a difference. As I got older, you know, I could just take the money, mom and dad, do whatever I want, not even see. But when the money, I saw what it cost to get that money, it changes the way that I thought about it. This morning I pray that when you think about the mercy that's given you and how it was given, You didn't pay anything. Jesus paid it all. On a cross, that should have been our cross. Agony, that should have been our agony. But he paid it all for us. And this morning we need to celebrate a God that would just love us. I don't care how perfect we think we are, how good we think we are. God said, come brings us back to our senses. He says, your best is that filthy rags." Oh, he he just wants us to get this. You guys, he, he really wants us to get this because sometimes this world can make us feel like we don't need God because we're pretty good on our own. But our best, our best is that filthy rags. And I think about it, that if any of us was that good, we wouldn't have needed a savior. We we could have just used whoever that good person is in here that was so good, could have died for the world. But there was no one. It says, God, looked. And he couldn't find. He couldn't find no one, no one that was that good. So don't let the enemy fool you this morning. Tell yourself, I need a Savior. I needed a Savior. And Jesus Christ, he became that Savior for us. In Lamentations it says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassion fell not. In the Amplified, it says, It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed. Because his tender compassion. In the message, it says it like this, God's loyal love couldn't have have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They are created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness. This morning, I want to say God is love. Because he is love, he does love. All right? God's love includes mercy. I begin to look that there's not a lot of talk about mercy, God. When you really think about it, there's not a lot of talk about mercy. There's a lot of talk about grace, but there's not a lot of talk about mercy. And I, even as I was studying it, just, Looking in in sermons and looking at, there's a lot of talk about grace, but not a lot of talk about mercy. Grace is the favor that we get because of the mercy of God. Do you understand that? That without mercy, there is no grace. Do you understand that? Without mercy, there is no grace grace is the favor that comes from mercy. But a lot of times, mercy is so hard to talk about in in our world because mercy's hard to give. Hard to understand. Hard to feel like, and God said, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy but we live in a world where mercy is something so hard to give it's so hard. It, it, it includes forgiveness it's, it includes letting go it, it includes doing something for you in spite of you and there's a hard part right there doing something for you something good for you in spite of of your meanness, in spite of your nastiness, in spite of your hatefulness, I'm going to do something good for you. And that's mercy. Mercy looks beyond the fault, and mercy sees the need. And that's what God's mercy did for us. It looks beyond our fault, still looking beyond our fault, Still, even though we've came to Christ, still, though we've given our life, faults still show up, faults still come up, and he still looks beyond those faults. And he sees our need. And you know what our need is? For mercy. We need mercy. We need mercy as the resurrected power of God transforms us. And it's transforming us. You guys, I want to say this morning, thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. And thank God that it didn't stop even as he died. I look at the next merciful thing that God did, that he died, but then we find out that He went into the heart of the grave. And why did he go there? Because of mercy. He went there to bring salvation news to those that had died before salvation could be carried out. He went into the grave, y'all, to those that were already gone to let them know about salvation. That was mercy. Because he could have said, they're gone. They already did it. Now I'm going to impute this mercy to these and these people and hope they hope they get it, you know? But he didn't do that. He didn't want to leave nobody out. Oh my God, aren't you glad that he includes us all? He went into the heart of the grave because mercy he didn't want to leave anyone behind. And that's why we celebrate the resurrection, not just that he died, but that he went to the grave and he got up. And this morning, I wanted to meet my husband looked all over the house. But y'all just imagine this. We have this big old uh that has big, gigantic keys on it. And so, you know, I'm so visual. And I wanted to bring y'all this big, so y'all just imagine it in your mind. I wanted to bring y'all this, that big set of keys. Because that's what Jesus did. In his mercy, he went and took the the keys, right? And sin, death, in the grave. He took them, right? Right. But see, I thought it was going to be kind of funny because then I was going to give my husband the keys and then I was going to play like, you know, act it out. But I didn't want my husband to seem like the devil. So, you know, <laughs> I said, that wouldn't work out too so, good. So we'll just imagine Satan somewhere, okay? But... This morning, the resurrection power is that he came and he took them keys. You guys, he took the key of what was holding us. What had us bound? What had us counted out? What said it was over? kaput, nothing else. He took those keys. Yes, man, and girl. come on. We deserved to die. We deserve punishment. But because of his mercy. You guys, because of, oh yes, everybody's their Easter clothes, the rabbits, the, all these. Okay. But there's something, see the enemy always wants to dilute the power of what we really have. But saints of God, we will not let him dilute this. Easter Bunny couldn't save us. Easter Eggs couldn't save us. Come on. Clothes can't save us. Any of those things. Jesus Christ came so that we would be saved from our sins. And that we would be saved from the outcome that the enemy meant for us. Do you understand? He has an outcome that he wanted us to be in that same outcome with him. Misery loves, but I'm not going to be no company with him. Come on. I'm going to live with my Lord forever. Amen. And he died so that we would have life and not just here, but life with him eternally. Resurrection power. And understand this. A lot of times we think life is about what we attain on this earth, our houses, our land, our our husbands, our boyfriends, our our clothes, our jobs. That's not the life that God is talking about. Everybody, there's people that don't even serve God that have way more than those that serve God in possession. But what we possess is life eternal with our Lord and Savior. And what we possess is power. See, when he got up, with all power in his hand, he got up and gave us that same power. So on our hard day, on our depressed day, on our, when the enemy says you're nothing day, we can remind him that my God got up with all power, all power in his hand. And the same God that got up from the grave, he lives in me. I said he lives in you. I said He lives in me and He lives in you. He got up from the grave. And we can get up from every single situation, every circumstance, everything that's holding us down. We can get up from the grave. You know, um, and I'm going to end with this. We have power and more and more God wants us to recognize on this Resurrection Sunday. Guys, that the enemy do us into tolerating what we have power for. This week, I heard the most awesome sermon, and that's why my husband brings up about the headache. I heard um, Andrew Womack, he preached a sermon that touched my heart. He said, what are you tolerating instead of hating? Do you hate the things that God hates and that he died for? that they wouldn't be in your, do we tolerate sickness? And as he began to talk about this, you guys, we need to get around people and get where faith faith is. Get there. Don't tolerate your lack of faith because he died that we would have faith. He died that we would believe. He died that we would see that we are more than conquerors. He died for this. He got up for that. And as he was saying this, I it just hit me. He was saying how in in over a decade he hasn't been sick because he won't tolerate it. Now I know sometimes, you know, when people say that, we'd be like, Oh, but you know what? We all get sick and and I don't want, you know, anybody to feel condemned or anything. God says, we we worry so much about people feeling condemned instead of convicted. Convicted about what God says he can do. Convicted about what God said he would do. Convicted about what he paid a price for that we are tolerating the enemy stealing in so many areas of our lives instead of saying. And so, you know, sometimes I got to see, I'll be like, okay, where does this work out in my life? And I can truly say this about Pastor David. He, sometimes I'm just amazed, but he goes, I go. Oh, my head hurts. This I go. Oh, my head hurts, and then I go. Oh, my head is killing so me. And so I say, Jesus Jesus, 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 and then I'm walking as I'm saying. Jesus, I'm walking in my room like, where are those Tylenol? Jesus, where's those Tylenol? Jesus, Jesus I'm like, where did I put the Tylenol? Look around, where's, the Tylenol? where's the Tylenol? In the name of Jesus, but where's that Tylenol? Then I go into the. Here's what I do, and then I go into. The, I finally find the Tylenol. There, the Tylenol, Smell right on my face. I found the Tylenol. I found the help. Okay? Then I go into the kitchen and I get my water and I'm drinking and I say, Lord, whatever harmful effects that this medicine may have on me, any side effects that this medicine may have on me, I said, Lord, take it away. I don't know why that music came on, but it kind of going to go with it, I guess. Okay? But I go, <laughs> I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, take any side effects away. Okay? And I'm, and I'm walking around and then, you know, I, I go sit down and, I, oh, okay. Then I get up and I try to do some more stuff. I say, I'm just still here? Oh, my God. Said, Maybe I need to take some more. Here's Pastor David. Pastor David, I, also, I can just say, Pastor David, how are you doing? Good. Great. Don't you ever not feel great. He's like, good, great. And even if he says, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus, I do not tolerate this. You do not belong in my body. And he goes out and cuts the grass, won't pick up a pill. I'm the one, baby. Sure you need a Sure you don't need a pill, you sure don't This resurrection Sunday Let's remember that. He got up. He rose above it to show that we can rise above it. And I loved how Andrew Wobble said, if you can't pray for a headache. Now, I don't want no one to feel anything but what God wants, the conviction of what God wants. You can't pray for a headache. There's a verse that says, if you can't run... With the horsemen, right? How are you going to run with the chariots? How are you going to run? If we can't get to the level of faith that speaks to mountains, that speaks to the mountain, what happens when mountains? Resurrection, every time we think of it, it should draw us to deeper levels of faith. And so what I did this week was I said, no, I had a headache so bad. I've been having these headaches. I had a headache so bad. And I said, okay, because that's what happens when faith is ignited, okay? As I was listening, I said, wait a minute. I can at least try. Come on. I can go through an extra 20 minutes before I take the Tylenol. Come on. So I said, you know what? In the name of Jesus, uh-uh. I said, Father, this does not belong to me. I am your daughter. I said, Father, give me strength. And you know that one little sentence that God's scripture in the Bible that helps us a whole lot? Help my unbelief. That's what we sometimes forget to say. Help! I know you can do it, God. Help my unbelief to help my unbelief. Help me to go past this goal to get something to relieve. Because most of the time, pain pills is just to relieve but not take away. The symptom, whatever the root is, it's just to relieve. Help me. And you know, guys, I got through that without taking any time at all and finding him to be as faithful as he says he is and finding within myself that there has become a tolerance for the enemy messing with me and a tolerance of it that this is what i got to take. But we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it because Jesus got us. And mercy says no. I said mercy says no. Mercy says you don't have to take that. Poverty, sickness, disease. Mercy said no that day. It said no and as we continue to walk don't walk out of here saying but you don't know but you don't know but i got this i don't know because i know my little bit that causes me to crumble but god does know and i say this morning mercy says no to everything that is trying to hold you down and you're going to say even if you fall down you're going to say but i'll rise again but i'll rise again because death didn't hold my Savior down, and anything that has to do with death, it cannot hold me down. This morning, as we rise and stand, mercy said no. Preacher, thank you so much for that interpretation of that dance. Mercy said no. Thank you, Jesus. And oh, mercy, we need it, you guys. And remember this as you look, look to your left, look to your right. Mercy needs to be given. If we don't learn anything, that mercy received has to be turned around and be mercy given. Mercy given. And so, what we ask God for on this resurrection, we ask Him, God, give us your mercy. This world needs so much mercy, darling. This world needs so much mercy given and extended we've received it, let us send it. He said, but you don't know what they did, and you don't know how they hurt me, and you don't know how hateful people can be. Jesus knew all of that. But still and one of those first people that did it to him, me. Everybody said, it's me, oh Lord. And in the need a prayer. learn this, the world, we can be the change that we've been talking about this year. Be the change by extending mercy from the power that is within us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can extend mercy. Mercy makes you beautiful. Some of us are some ugly people even though we think we're cute. We're ugly because that lack of mercy makes us. Have you just walked around sometime and just looked at people? And, and our, even me, if I look through my rearview mirror sometime, I'm like, girl, put a smile on your face. What's going on? Mercy makes us beautiful. It softens us. Some of us are so scared to be soft because we feel like somebody's going to do us in. <laughs> well, they thought they did Jesus in but he got up, okay? And so we will get up too. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, and I thank you this morning for your resurrection Sunday. I thank you, God, right now for this word. I thank you for mercy, God. I thank you for your mercy that never, ever, ever stops, God, that is always abounding over our lives, oh, God. God, we know that we've been in such need of your mercy even after we have come to you. Father, so we are thankful, so thankful for it, God, that we will extend it to others. Thank you for getting up. Thank you for not stopping on any part of that journey. Thank you for not letting us go. Thank you for not saying we were finished, God, but thank you for finishing what you came to do. Thank you, God, that you are a God that cannot lie, that what you say you will do, God, you do, and you did it for our benefit, oh, God. Oh, God, despite our rebellion, despite God so many times denying you, yet you love us so. Thank you for, our, for mercy. Thank you for the favor of grace, God. Grace that enables us and empowers us to walk out your word, oh, God. We are so thankful this morning. Oh, God, as we leave this place as believers, oh, God, we ask, God, that to our family, to our neighbors, to to the places where we were, God, may they see your grace and mercy on us and through us. Oh, God, that it would be extended to those that you you enable us to be among, oh, God, that they would know of your great love. Oh, God. oh Father, even as we thank God for for one story this morning, such a great analogy of God, of how you can come and just break the chains and open the gates of everything that's holding us, God. God, even the other part of helping us to see, God, that gratitude towards you, God, should be that we would walk in the newness of life, letting go of the old man through the power of the resurrection, God. Father, for that is what pleases you, that your mercy would be received. Oh God, in the name of Right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there somebody this morning?
0: Amen. Amen. Go ahead and pray. A beautiful slide here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We go ahead and pray for our offering. Great and awesome, God. We give you our praise as we give you our tithes and our offering. May the money that is collected be used for the ministry of this church to bring more souls into the kingdom and to nurture us spiritually. May it be used to support missions in different places of the world and the streets, Lord God, and people that have no chances of hearing the gospel, Father. May it be used in our local community for those who need a helping hand. Bless the ministries and these offerings that um that these offerings support, Father. And In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. We have um, a video that we're going to be playing. And then, let's see. Minister Allen. Okay, sorry. Minister Allen. Minister Mama Jenkins. I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting your last name, Mom. (laughs) <laughs> amen. Uh, I think they're gonna go play the video, right? Um, okay, so
2: uh, it started. Oh, amen, amen. As everybody is standing at this time, and stand up, your little babies, your little boys, and your girls. Amen. Stand, and we're gonna give a first. I want to say thank you to Living Faith. Thank you, living faith. Every phone call I made, I put a message out, and everybody said, it's done. It's done. You have some faithful people up in here. If, if God ever called me to lead, I want to lead living faith. They are so faithful, and they love the gifts. You want to play the, you want to play the, you want to. Okay, okay, okay now. Okay, oh, yeah, we'll set. I didn't know what you want me to do. We didn't talk. And I didn't have no instruction. But anyway, we're celebrating. Everybody standing on your feet? All your babies and everybody? 48 years of wedding celebration! <laughs> to our own Apostle David and Pastor Linda. Hallelujah. If you want to know how to get there, talk to them. Praise God. I wasn't there. But pra- amen. Isn't that beautiful? And we want to present them with a gift gift a precious gift, a precious gift we want to give to you, and uh, we want to tell them what to do with it, we want to tell them, we're going <laughs> to tell them what to do with it, <laughs> amen, we're going to present you with this gift,
0: and we want you to,
2: um. and this gift, everybody already know that I really told some of us what it's about, and it's about one of those big upright uh defreezers. Upright chest freezers. But it is taller than my husband. If you look over there, it is taller than him because it's way tall. Amen. And we want you to go and we want you to purchase your upright deep, not deep freezer, but upright stand-up freezer. is that beautiful? Come on, y'all. Give them a hand. Praise. God is good. You don't want it all taken. Y'all said. <laughs> Praise God. Purch- oh, that is from living faith. Pastoria aid and living faith. God bless you. Amen. Just, just want to say thank you, amen. And just truly know one thing, that it wasn't us; it was God. Amen. It had not been for the Lord, amen. And I focused on Him; we'd have been far apart long ago. But God is the one that helped us to keep our focus on him. He helped us through the difficult times. Amen. And therefore, we can celebrate the great times. We give him the glory.
0: Amen. I think we're going to go ahead and have announcements. But after the announcements, there's some goodies back there the hospitality has made. Please go back there and enjoy. They work so hard for it, okay? Enjoy this video and the announcements as well. Thank you guys so much for coming.
2: we we dismiss, I just want we got a prayer request from my brother Burke. One of his friends has a